then that brings us to the chapter. The chapter that when Eric and I started this book, I was excitedly giddy for him to get to. Chapter 47, The Truth of a Viewing. I think, just to preface, so Eric, did you see this? You, did you see this coming? The Elida bursting in and deposing Swan, or not like this? I thought there was going to be a slow burn rebellion in the tower. I thought it was going to be you know one or two you know accepted that start challenging the ways or something, and we would have some type of offshoot that wasn't quite the Black Jaw, but like something like that. What we have here is like just the political play of the series so far. It is massive. It's insane. It turns absolutely everything it, it, for that party like on its head. It's no, no, I did not see this coming. <laughs> it's a horrifying chapter. It's really scary because it shakes up everything that we've come to think of as safe in this world. You know exactly. So Swan is in her office. She's a little pissed off she's going over like the financial records and she notices that like a brown sister Danelle, is in charge of overseeing construction of the library and she's like there's all these men here these new men from this shipment from the north from candor like what the fuck is going on exactly Damn it, like she's like maybe i need to send her and Loris down to a field so they can learn discipline and She's also frustrated because it's been weeks since she got that note from Moraine saying he has the sword. And so, uh, sorry, I'm double checking my notes. Um, so she has this carefully warded box, which I thought was really cool. She has her own password journal, but instead it's um, a wheat box that burns itself. Um, she learns of Sara and the farm woman's disappearance, you know the novice girl who was killed by a member of the Black Aja. We thought it was Alviarin, um, but uh, it doesn't mention Min or the reason why, so she's like, let me just keep that there, just back pocket. Um, we learn about a man named Masima, who calls himself the Prophet of the Lord Dragon, and he had... Yeah, That's our boy! He had a gathering in uh, <laughs> Gilden, and we learned that there was a huge fucking fight between his followers and the soldiers there and so do you see the masima do you see that as just kind of like throw away just some dude or do you think this is some like nothing's brought up for no reason i mean we keep getting mentions right. of mazram taim um and so this is i think the second time we've heard word of this prophet do you think he's gonna come into play more or do you think it's kind of just like he'll be put down I think, I mean, everything's on the table, and I, I do believe I am more often wrong than right, but uh, I, I think it's kind of a nothing character. I, I don't really see anything. I'm not, my, my spider senses aren't going off at all. I, I totally glazed over it. Okay. And then personally. I, th I think I forgot to ask, what do you think Mazram Taim is going to do in this series? Do you think, again, he's minor threat, something like Loghain? where kind of like not really influencing the story, do you think he's being brought up again for some reason? I think I think he's ripe for uh, a, a bit of a dark influence, like becoming a dark friend somehow. Hmm. Uh, at the very least, uh, an obstacle in the way 
just kind of vaguely narratively speaking. Okay. Because, I mean, there is a potential for a sort of parallel because, not to jump too far ahead, but with with the idea of where we're going to go with Loghain, mm-hmm. like maybe a parallel of Reform, Dragon, Reborn, False Dragons, right. you know? Something along those lines. Yeah. Um, but kind of going back a little bit, um, so she kind of continues, um, there's nothing's been found of Mazrum Taim. A lot of ships have been vanishing along the Aerith Ocean coast. Um, things in Aerith, Domon, and Terabon are getting worse. There's rumors of uh, Tyran incursions into Kyrian. Two sisters have gone missing in Ilion and one in Camelin, and her eyes and ears have also gone missing. So we're seeing the effects of what Rand has been doing, and uh, it's really nice. It's cool to see that stuff out of the context of what we know it, you know? Just so offhand, one sentence, Tyrans are in came, are in Kyria, you know? But not knowing yeah. why. But we just know a lot of shit looks bad. And shit hits the fan, because the door to the office slams open, and Elida, Danel, Alviarin, and every Aja except uh, Lou, I believe, is represented. And... yeah. And the majority, majority red, but there are, she does pick up members of every other and Aja in there. She's like, hey, Swan, what's up? So plucks the stole off her shoulder and goes, you won't need that anymore. And tells her the hall just convened. We just met the legal uh, limit of sitters needed. And we decided you are no longer Omerlin's seat. And that is just the biggest gut punch because you realize They didn't do anything illegal. This isn't a coup. This is literally, we went through the proper processes, and you are unfit to serve. And it's, because we already didn't trust Elida from the get-go. To see her almost win is just, it is not good. And so, Swan is bound with air, and I think instilled, and I think the biggest... Well, she's she's shielded shielded at that point. Um, she, so she goes to reach for it, but she's shielded. And then, you know, she goes out and she sees Leanna, who's similarly bound. And then the most gut-punching thing is when she sees Alric, her warder. Yeah. On the floor dying. And, like, she didn't, she didn't feel Leanna, you know, um, she didn't feel when she was cut off from the source. She didn't feel any of that because it's the White Tower. So everyone's yeah. channeling all the time. I, to date, like I'm still confused how she didn't feel the shock of surprise when the yeah. knife went into Alric. But I think it could have happened maybe when she was shielded, and maybe there's an implication with that. But like, you would still would think that she could believe, feel the emotion. I read in of one him, of the. Right? Uh encyclopedia uh what their annotations for that scene i think uh let me pull it up actually because i think they said like uh oh uh in his blog jordan clarified that alric ran into the ante room and was stabbed only a moment before swan was let out of the room he is not yet dead her awareness of his stabbing was overwhelmed by her shock at being arrested okay so, I mean, he retconned yeah. it later. <laughs> but shit, never mind. 
Yeah, like with everything we know about bonding, it's just, I don't, I don't know how that registered to you, Eric, or if you were just like in the moment processing what the fuck was happening, if you even like thought about the bond and Ulrich on the floor and whether or not she No, honestly, that. no, because um, I think as far as like that water bond goes, like the most strongly I feel about it is between Lon and Moraine. Like they are like my it couple as far as I Sedai and Warders go. So if that happened to him, I'd probably immediately jump to that. But my head was absolutely sp- from the the political play that just happened yeah. and and I got to give credit to to Jordan like with the you know the game of houses and stuff and now the white tower kind of upheaval like it's crazy how well the systems work that he has put in and how effective they are just narratively speaking because again like uh you know, as a as first time reader, I very much am surprised and shocked and I don't like it because, you know, that's kind of that connection to Moraine and kind of their handle on the White Tower. And now that's all in flux and everything. And on the other side, I totally understand why the I said I did it. Like, yeah, it's it, it, it was almost inevitable and you should have should have seen it coming a little bit. That's the thing is Elida, as awful as it is from our side because you're you get that initial gut punch of oh my god what the fuck is happening but when you read elida's pov a little bit earlier in this book she mentions that she had a foretelling that uh the house tracand will be key to surviving the last battle and she views rand as an obstacle and she firmly believes in what she's doing is what is right for the salvation of the world. And I think that is what's really frustrating. And I think it's one of the critiques I have of Jordan's writing of the Red Aja, I think, because the Red Aja are focused on just male channelers, uh, gentle them, that's it. I think there's something so complex about what Elida is doing. It's very, I don't like it, but I get why you're doing it. It's for the safety of this world. Man. Again, there's a lot of players in the series, and all of them have agendas. Yeah. And all of them think they're doing the right thing. Yeah, and I mean, even earlier, Swan mentions that when the Hall of the Sitters had met, and she proclaimed Rand as the Dragon Reborn, and he's going to be brought to the White Tower, and the White Aja would be the ones to guide him. Which also, given what we learned earlier about the White Aja, I'm like, do you think, like they would have had him mate with a few Aes Sedai to bring more channelers because that, when Viren <laughs> casually dropped that, she's like, yeah, the White Asha were kind of all about that. I'm like, whoa, no, 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 no. Not in my good series. It's a really interesting dynamic, but the implications of that are, like I was telling Eric, you know, whenever we have Parent and the Aiel are like, we don't go around tinkers. It's like, we know why. Like, knowing the different contexts where maybe it's not mentioned or it's kind of like you have to just go with the implication, that's what makes the series so great, you know? I think it's just phenomenal, but... Yeah, and I mean, like, to to Eric's earlier point, like, just in terms of this kind of being inevitable and like you can understand how it happened and the tower getting riled up i mean suan knew that this could happen when we first get her perspective um in the great hunt when her and moraine are meeting and they're talking about what will happen if people find out that they've been plotting this for you know 20 years they've known 20 years 
and everything that they have done has been, um, you know, angling towards finding the Dragon Reborn while keeping the tower uninformed. Uh, I think it's hard for me to read these chapters, especially now. Um, and like, I understand Elijah's motivations, but it's also just like some, some people can't be trusted yeah. with the truth ever. And like, that's why you have leaders is <laughs> because some people just need to be uninformed masses who dither about and like study, I don't know, animals in the blight and like their various feces, um, like brown sister life. Uh, <laughs> but with um, you know Suan doing what she was doing, we we know that she thinks it's thinks it's right, and I think because of how we've been led so early on with Moraine um, and the whole hunt for the dragon, I think that we're meant to empathize absolutely and understand Suan's perspective, and that's why this is also just so gut wrenching. It's like Elida is buried in her arrogance and her assumption that she knows better, but if we go a little bit more objective, you know elevate perhaps a bit um maybe elida's actions make more sense than i've yeah. ever given them credit for i just Ugh, hate yeah. it no and i had told eric i'm like this is something you'll get but and it was like you said about the great hunt you know swan says the last time a blue was uh deposed it was by a red and you're just like oh fuck well guess what swan guess what's gonna happen um but uh so Swan is led out, and obviously Leanna is going to be taken... They're both going to be taken down to the dungeon. And we switch to Min, who is still Elmandretta. She's coming back from shopping. She got these nice bolts of fabric. And she gets to the tower grounds, and it's empty. And she sees, like, a plume of smoke. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And she hears the sound of sword fighting. And she's like, oh, okay... The warders are just try practicing a lot harder. <coughs> and they are. Let me daydream yeah. about Rand. <laughs> and then more. the fighting gets closer and she's like, oh, that's not good. And Gowan and a bunch of other young ones burst out of the woods. And she's like, dude, what the fuck is going on? And he goes, uh, Swan was deposed this morning. And she's just like, holy shit, what? And like and like Gowan's little friends are like Gowan we have to keep fighting we have to keep fighting and we learn that Hammer is trying to break Swan out of jail and you know Min is kind of left with this thought of whose side are you on Gowan like he it's a bad time to remember how pissed off that Swan Sanjay Gowan was you know yeah my notes for this literally just say yeah. fuck Gowan yeah I, it's, I liked him. I liked him for so long. And then, yeah, this whole you like. I never wanted to say, like, when we first met Gowan or when we got to Gowan in the podcast, like, I, oh yeah, he's hated by everyone because I wanted you to find out why you hate him. And um, it's it so, was such a rug pull. Like this chapter is just so chock full of some good moments, uh, especially because like I I absolutely invite this series to you know give me the rug pulls, break my heart, yeah. like make me feel things. And uh, th this one was hard because I, I really thought, I, I thought he was going to go the distance and kind of be, you know, one of the, one of the heroes of this, of these stories, but. Arguably had Galad been there, I think it would have been a little more like, 
yeah, I'll help you. You have to explain to me. But um, we get another POV shift, and Swan is in the bottom of the tower. She has been completely beaten and stilled. And it's such a jarring moment because she even remarks, she says, yesterday I was the most powerful woman in the world, and now here I am, you know? And so she is eventually rescued by Min, who, uh, and Laris, sorry. And Laris, that's my girl with the ladle. Ever. So they are rescued and they make their way up to the tower and you just see the damage left behind from this. Like there is a, uh, Min sees blood on the floor and then like, like it looked like someone had been dragged away. Like it is the most worst case scenario and Elida and everyone walks by and everyone in like, it's just like this most, your heart is just clenched this entire time because it's like, this can't be happening. Like the white tower is the beacon for humanity. Something like this could not have happened. And it did. Um, and we get the appearance of a, another important woman in the series, Bella, the horse. Um, it, it's My one of those things where I want to chart where Bella is throughout the series. Cause I feel like any, yeah, it's like in the middle of like freaking knife of dreams, it'll be like, and the 10, uh, Tara Bonner walked across the field. Bella. It's like, what the, how'd you get there? Like Bella just appears. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, I think in the last episode, uh, the, the bunch of chapters, I think stepper, uh, gets mentioned a bit. And I know, yeah. I know that horse has been around the block a lot. <laughs> No slut shaming on this podcast, Eric. Yep. We we love we love a good oh, yeah. stepper reference. So um but yeah, Be- Bella Bella Bean is there and we love that for her. Um also uh, one thing that uh, Jordan spends a lot of time focusing on before we get to Bella is like just how young and youthful um Liana and Suwon are now. They've lost like fifteen years. Their faces are fresh AF. I mean, the rest of their body is like super battered and bruised. <laughs> but just... oh my gosh, their faces unrecognizable. <laughs> just stunning, ladies. Swan Do has another turn. Off her fingers, missing two fingernails. But my God, those DSLs, y'all. <laughs> oh my God, those fluttery eyelashes, y'all. I just, I, I like to imagine Harriet reading this and just going. Just turning the page going, all right, Oliver, is this really? You're right. Women women are only yeah. important when they're hot. You're right. How could I You're have forgotten, right. you know? Uh, so as if you didn't hate Gowan before, you have reason to hate him now. As he comes out, blood uh, running down his face, just like the vision men had of him in uh, the first chapter. And he points the sword at Swan, points it at her neck, and he goes, where is Elaine and Egwene? And Swan goes, Ilian with a friend of mine, Mara Tomanis. And <sighs> fucking Gowan, it's like you were friends with men. Like, you two were friends. And the fact that he's like, maybe I'll let you go because I need Swan for more information. It's like, buddy, like, this is more like, Gowan is the hero of another story, of the story of the prince who saved the day and saved the princess. This is not that story, my dude. 
I am so sorry. You are a D cast. Like, just accept the fact that you. I we said it before. Gowan should be seen and not heard. You know what I mean? Just be pretty. Just be kind of hot, and that's it. Like, don't talk. Because every time you talk, you sound like a dipshit. Because he leads them to the gates, and his younglings are his little like crew. And we find out, um, well, and in the in uh, tradition of uh, Loyal's Book Club, all of the green and blue Aja have fled the tower, essentially. They have gotten the fuck out of there. They're like, hell no. Um, we find out Gowan killed Hammer and Coolin, who are the two teachers. His own fucking teacher, he, they slaughtered a lot of the green and blue warders without mercy it's like yeah the only reason that suan was not released or freed is basically because of fucking gowan yeah and the and the like younglings. dip shits dip shits and so gowan's like i guess you guys can leave and i'm like good for you did you do it I mean, hold to your, like, hold to your like, values, bro. Like, first it's, like, you know, Suan can't be freed. And then two pages later and you're like, ah, you know what? Fighting's done. I've killed a few people along the way. Who needs morals? I'm going to toss him over my shoulder. Please, like, go free. She, Min even says, come with us. He's like, I can't. I'm like, you're not wanted at the White Tower, Gowan. What, you think Elida's going to bond you as her warder? No. You, like it's so fucking annoying and he's so useless you know yeah. it's like i am calling it now I, I i see this as a huge you know paradigm shift and i'm calling it now the tower as it is is going to uh be an oppositional force and the blue and green are definitely there's going to be a showdown sometime in the future between ice and i i'm i'm calling that like a big almost like Blue and greens getting together and absolutely mm -hmm. demolishing. Like a rebellion, yeah. Well, I mean, Suwon does say that she wants to find someone who can yeah. challenge Elida, right? And who can lead these blue and greens wherever they went. Um, so that's going to be kind of yeah. her mm -hmm. new mish. So the they're granted leave because Gowan is so generous. And they start riding away and... They come across a man who's kind of darting through doorways in and out. And Min realizes it's Loghain. And she sees the halo of glory around him. And Swan essentially goes, do you want revenge against the Red Aja? Come with us. And we'll, we'll make sure you get that. And it's a great fucking way to end this arc because there's so much to unpack and there's so little book left to unpack it. But, I mean, you even said the we've got uh, so much to go with Loghain. You predicted Rand's going to heal his uh, stilling. Mm, his, his still. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to become unstilled and back in the game. Do you think ungentled? Ungentled? Aggressive? What's, what's the antithesis? Uh, riled of up. Right, he's going to get riled up. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be... <laughs> Rand's gonna rile up Logan. I There's think Master of the Deck fanfic. has written something like that already. <laughs> um, do you think Logan's gonna be the one that leads the Green and Blues to the rebellion? Oh, that'd be badass. I think 
oh, like my instinct was like it's going to be more rain because mm. their mission was Rand and Rand is effectively becoming more and more off the leash. But if it was like a false dragon, that would just be so poetic. Like, oh, that would just be so satisfying. I mean, he does have yeah, some glory does. coming to him, which Min still yeah. saw. Like, found this little sad puppy dog eyes wandering in the street, and she looks at them and she goes, and "Glory to Logan." Posted uh, <laughs> the casting of Logan in our uh, in our uh, fan art. Um, a very gorgeous man has been cast as Logan. Um, nice. It is a very it good, is pick. A good pick. I'm very excited to see what he does in the series. Um, well, it's funny because, like, again, he was a character that I kind of, you know, whenever they're bringing him to get gentled, it was very much like, uh, oh, okay, that's cool. That's part of the world and everything. Yeah. Bye. Never see you again. And, of course, wrong yet again. It's yeah. And now I'm putting bets on him that he's going to, you know, <laughs> exactly. He's got the, he's got glory coming. So, no, I think, I think I'd like to, I think I'd like to settle on that answer. I think he is going to rise against the, the tower as it is now. And I think... Yeah, I think Moraine is, because that's the other thing. She can't get away from playing behind the scenes. You know, she's she's pulling a lot of strings. Uh, so I could see her writing that until the end. Yeah. Do you think it is a thing of maybe Rand is also there? Or do you think Rand will even be there for the Rebellion? Or do you think Rand's going to be like, I'm doing my own thing with the Aiel? Yeah, that's going to be separate. I don't think he's... Uh... Also, he doesn't, you know, from basically what i can tell from from now he doesn't really care for the ice to die still like you know he doesn't have the apprehension that matt has but he's never been one to be their friends he's always been very cautious about them i i could see that being low priority for him okay what about Egwene? um so tell me oh yeah like what's do you doing? think Egwene is gonna go to the tower because we mm. predicted that Egwene's gonna get into some trouble with the sean chan and uh, so, delusions. We've said Matt is going to lose his eye in helping Egwene uh, with the Sean Chan, like making a sort of deal. So I'm wondering if, do you think maybe uh, we're going to get a clash of the eggs with Egyanen and Egwene, and maybe there is a team up with the Sean Chan, and we kind of get this moment of Egyanen leading a rebel Sean Chan army to take back the White Tower. Was that for me or, or delusions? Sorry. That's for the first time reader of this. Okay, I'm yeah. Was... We know the answers to these questions. I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought you said her handle at the beginning, so I was like, this is a weird uh, way to go about yeah. this. Or is, is she going to play down? Three times. Do you think this is going to uh, You know, I don't know. See, this is... I think it's this too is, broad of a question, you know. Well, well, and the book as it stands now in the series is the the field is getting much larger to me. Like there are factions and players within those factions, and honestly, my first instinct was it was going to be a kind of a white cloak against the tower as it is now, or mm -hmm. something. But I, I don't, I don't think it could be that way. They would just absolutely get obliterated. Oh, yeah. um, so it would definitely have to be somebody who could use the power. So probably a false dragon, probably Loghain or a legion, or maybe this red green rebellion. I forgot about the, the, the Sean Chan just speaking about this part. Uh, so I don't know. This is, you see, and the predictions are getting harder because there are so many ingredients in this pie at this point. Yeah. 
And I mean, yeah. like you're only on book four, and it's often said that the shadow rising is where the world really mm. begins to expand. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to chart like the course for the rest of 10? the series when this is just the world yeah. opening up, and like there's still so many nations yep. we haven't explored, cultures, everything like that, key players who like you aren't introduced yeah. to mm-hmm. until much later. Um, so yeah, it's definitely it's definitely tough to fathom. Um, but speaking of of key players i just really need to hear you hate on gowan a little bit longer and focus on his betrayal to your heart and your hopes and your dreams for him gowan's always been a little prick it's just i you see he was it it it's hard because like it it is how well written it is i think because i still don't want to give up my first impression of him of like, no, you're like, you're supposed to be the knight, you know, you're supposed to be that guy in shining armor. Like it kind of in a way, how dare you, Yeah, <laughs> you know, do this. You're so, yeah. Like you're the white knight. You're the defender. You are like forward, the white lion for Andor. You're supposed to be like Elaine beating the bad guys in the streets, not leading the charge you and killing like, your mentors. Fucking thing about duty of I'm protecting Elaine. Okay. How are you protecting Elaine? by staying at the white tower when you have an opportunity to leave you know where she is it's a it's a lie but it's like you have an idea she's an alien you could have like gotten closer you could have fucking gotten elaine and Egwene, and you could have gotten out of there you know but instead you want to feel some petty grudge against swan because how dare she keep information from you when you have no standing in the tower you are a flunky at best Right. Well, and so here's the complicated part, too, because this Min has the, the double uh, vision. Oh, yes. yeah. So, so that's the other thing of like, I, I hate this little prick right now. However, I know from experience we're not done with him yet. And especially with that double, like, like those are two very different yeah. <laughs> outcomes that could happen. So in my hope, my hope is that, like, he gets a chance to redeem himself. He gets to make the sacrifice play. And it's not all him being a little jerk face. Like, I I hope so. Because, again, he was he was supposed to be the boy. He was supposed to be the, the golden boy. Yeah. And it was... Let's hear it for the boy. <laughs> the boy. So we'll, we'll see. I, you know, my, my heart is broken. And I'm, I'm happy about that. Like, yeah. this is... This was probably my favorite chapter in the book uh, up until this point. It's been, yeah. s- and I, I think I think that's so lovely. Like one thing I know, um, readers of A Song of Ice and Fire versus Wheel of Time come in and they're like, "All right, give me Ned Stark. Like let's see yeah. these deaths roll." Um, and I actually love how Jordan subverts the expectations just by making, like, it's just so much more powerful. I think to have Gowan do something like this where we can understand why he may do it and just like, but just feel the rage of emotions Mm -hmm. at him for not being better. Well, it's, Um, and it's just, it's a very, it's exactly how I felt with uh, Galad and, and him being interested in the white cloaks. Like it is so much more interesting to go that route and let that story play out and really to let that just unravel as it will. And it's going to be so funny when they release the Tracan casting. And it's like, Elaine, Morghese, Gowan. And I'm like, this poor actor is going to be like, hey, guys, so excited to be joining season two of The Wheel of Time. And all of his responses are, 
fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And you're like, okay. I'm, I'm hoping, yeah, it's my hope because the, the Wheel of Time fandom, as, as I, you know, because I've done a, a little bit of a, a safe searching as much as I could, it is hard to find, you know, spoiler-free uh, stuff. Yeah. But I've, I've done a pretty manageable job. But for the most part, the, it's very, especially with the series, like, uh, or with the, uh, uh, with the show coming out, I, I feel like people are much more supportive and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we get away from the actor hate that we get like uh, poor, uh, what is it? The, uh, the Russell, John Russell, I think playing, you know, the U S agent in uh, Falcon oh, and the Winter yeah. Soldier. Or like or, uh, Jack Gleason oh, gosh. or uh, mm-hmm. Kelly Marie Tran. It's like mm-hmm. there, it's a big issue of, not chasing the actors off of social media. It's right. worrying because I feel like I voiced this. I feel like a couple times I did it in the subreddit and it got like a, no, that's not going to happen. I'm like, yeah. Madeline and it's... Zoe are going to get it's because Egwene and Nynaeve are so from the beginning, you see so many posts that are like, fuck Lane, fuck Egwene, fuck Nynaeve. I hate them. They're awful. And then yeah. you see that gradual, like, I love them. They're awesome. But I'm like, there's going to be people who, you know, are still in shock that, uh, Gwen and Nynaeve are not white that yeah oh that's that's probably going to be a bit of the uh, pushback I'm foreseeing a little bit that you know the 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 cinematic fantasy tropes are going to be challenged and pushed and they, yeah. they absolutely should be it shouldn't be an all white British sounding cast we can do so much with fantasy so why do we why do we keep it so Pale. monochromatic yeah <laughs> i hope they keep so yosha's uh, uh i hope they keep yosha's danish accent as randall thor i think that would be very lovely or he just speaks danish the entire time and no one can understand him <laughs> like he's just talking and they're just like rand what do you mean and then i'm not but, i was um, gonna do the swedish chef from the muppets and then i realized we probably have some nordic people who listen to this <laughs> probably don't i'm sorry andrew but but yes to 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 tie to tie a bow on that hate package, uh, Gowan, you suck shit. Fuck Gowan. And and I I did not see it coming. Nice. That's 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 the hardest part. Yeah. That's the hardest part. I know. And it's it's one of those things too that you know when he's asking the questions, he keeps asking. Like he, I think he is so driven in his mind that he's doing this for Elaine and Egwene, and that's where his loyalty ultimately lies. Is like he thinks he's doing this for them while simultaneously yeah. betraying yeah, everything yeah. And, that they believe in by going with Elida and, and assisting in the, um, yeah, the, yeah. the insurrection. And I don't know, I don't know if, um, especially given that the year is 2021 and what happened mm. in January of this year, if that kind of resonated at all, because there were some comparisons mm. in the fandom just between that event and then, uh, yeah, and and this and just yeah, kind of you like know, the, I think it's a fair uh, comparison. I think uh, you know uh, this one got uglier because you do have people who are uh, way more savvy and uh, organized than what happened here. But I think that's a fair comparison, and I think that's you know the funny thing about this whole series has been like one of the themes have been you know these things echo these things are universal like yeah. you go through history like political history american history world history uh, stuff in the series it's not it's not breaking new ground it's just telling it in a new way 
Um, so I think it's an absolutely fair comparison. Yeah, it's it hits reading that the blues and the reds have always been enemies hits different in 2021. You know, it's very like, okay, yep. um, yeah, it's yeah, reading a reading about an insurrection at a place seen as the beacon of society by people who are very fanatic and have not liked how things have been running and have decided to take care of it like that. Um, you know, it's, uh, we Americans, uh, a little bit of cringe. Yeah. A little bit of cringe at that. It's a little yeah, 11, 11 year old me reads this a lot different yeah. than thirty three yeah. year old me. Oh <laughs> man, I gotta. It hits too that, hard. That's that's the other thing. This, uh, you know, as I know, we gotta move on to the next yeah. chapter and everything. But the, the the thing I will I will say just to kind of wrap up this chapter is, it is so different reading this now than I would have interpreted it at at thirteen. You know, because I. I think, Dalen, I think we've talked about it on this podcast, like, you know, front and center, I'd, I'd be like a Rand fan to the max. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like, that's my boy. That's who I want to be. That's what I want to do. And <laughs> you read it. I read it now with some life experience. And I'm just like, this poor boy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. A great chapter. Oh, phenomenal chapter. chapter. I think. Great chapter. It really is. It's one of the standouts. I, I can't wait to see yeah. this entire thing on screen. I think it's really like we, we keep talking in the fandom. What's the red wedding I think it's of Wheel of Time? I honestly think like there's another thing that happens a little bit later that a lot of people hearken to right away as an event. I actually yeah. think it's this chapter. This is going to like just this is the ultimate betrayal, right? Like this is Elida storming in is um, Catelyn Stark. Yeah, getting stabbed yeah. the, in the casual stomach. removal of the stole is uh the pregnant yeah. wife getting stabbed um uh fun fact yes. the red wedding is where i stopped watching the show game of thrones oh, and then about a year later <laughs> i picked up the book series and again at the red wedding i stopped reading the series at that moment i could not go on i, went I into could the... not Honestly, was it was it um, Grey Wind's head on Rob Stark's body that did it? Because that oh, that's what killed me. Was when they described that in the book. I like I had to take a heavy yeah. pause with that, and I don't think we're getting any animal cruelty, so <laughs> we should be able to push through this. Okay, Bella. Oh God, yeah. Unscathed. Um. <laughs> so we're fine. It's just yeah, a couple warders dead. I this is so off topic. I went into the red wedding so blind, and so. I just saw like a few things on Tumblr going, the red wedding is today. The red wedding is today. I'm like, I don't know what that is. So when I finally watched, I was like, <gasps> yeah, there, I think I agree. Delusions. This is the red wedding. I think this is the big. Yeah. Cause there is something else, but it's, it doesn't have that gut punch that the red wedding had, you know? Yeah. The shock when you think that everything's going great, like Suan's in there, just reading her email, scrolling through, maybe like, Ugh, should this be in the junk folder? I don't know why I kept it in like this special place. Ah, uh, heck. And then like, holy crap. And like, at least, I mean, kind of opposite to the Red Wedding, but at least yeah. this ends on a hopeful note, right? Like we do get to see Laris and Min 
team up. We get like the beautiful send off by Laris to her mm. little Elmandretta. Um, and basically, you know, get like, I just love the suggestion that like Laris almost got oh, hanged yeah. one time. Laris has kind of been crazy. For her, for her yeah. like flirtation. She, she's had a past. Um, but, you know, we get to see that and we get to see an escape that we never really got to see um, in the Red Wedding, unless you count Arya getting conked yeah. on the head by the hound and picked up and carried right. out of there. Yeah, no, it's it's traumatizing. I think that first time I ever read it, I went in and I was just gutted. I was just so like, what the fuck? I think, um, but I can't wait to see this on screen. I can't wait to see the Aelfin and the Eelfin on screen like that's gonna be i think that whole moment i think um yeah there's just there's a lot of great i can't wait i just can't wait to see past season two i can't wait for season three season four i there's so many things i can't say what i can't wait to see because eric does not know of these things um <laughs> uh you know a lovely trip to the docks you know um <laughs> a lovely stone crafting. Um, we get to see, you know, a package delivered, you know, some very great moments. Um, but we will get to those moments eventually. But right now we got to get the chapter. Not now. Not now. Now we got to hop back to <laughs> Rand in chapter 48 and offer refused. So overall thoughts. Um, I forget what, did you have any thoughts about uh, Kylie, Jason, and Hadnan and Isandra? I believe we kind of Isandra is Lanfear in disguise. Is mm -hmm. what we kind yeah, of definitely, decided. definitely, definitely suspect at the very least. Um, I think you know there's got to be at least one rotten apple in that bunch. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I ended with like I would love it if it's if some poor innocent soul was just like I didn't even. I didn't even know yeah, or something like that, you know? So <laughs> I just showed up for the free hat. I just wanted to go to the IEL waste and all I did was get compulsed. <laughs> uh, but we opened a chapter with a beautiful quote from Avienda. She's weak, Randall Thor. Avienda has been on a very like aggressive anti-Rand uh, slant lately. Um, <laughs> You know, he's checking out Isandra, and Alvienda's like, she's weak. She couldn't handle out, he out here. Elaine's not weak. And it's just kind of like, all right, cool. <laughs> but we also get Jason and Kylie, who, uh, this is a side note, Delusions. I can't get over saying Jason and Kylie because it sounds like a CW As you thing. Should. Like, Jason and yes. Kylie are fighting, and they keep looking over at Rand. Like, <laughs> They, this is not the first time he's noticed that Kylie and Jason have been focused on him. When he first started training with Lan, they were watching him, and he was just like, "Okay, hi." Um, so Avienda is explaining what a roof mistress is, and she's very angry that he's just not getting it. And so she tries doing like a little bit of a, "Okay, here's a different version." And Rand spaces out, and we kind of get, like, a flashback to the past, a little bit of a recap of the past 11 days since uh, Emery's stand. Um, I just imagine, like, in the show, it's like, here's what you need to know, Randall Thor. 
wah, 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 and it just kind of fades and it just we just cut to the flashback um so Avienda had gotten into a little bit of trouble with the wise ones because Rand kind of mentioned to Egwene offhandedly like all she does is stare at me and berate me and then she comes back to Rand and she has to ask him for the honor of teaching him about Aiel ways and very very pissed off about it um let's see uh he even notes like he's like you know after dealing with the tear and vipers just kind of like doing that underhanded uh sort of spying on him he's kind of glad that that the wise ones are so just like fuck it we're spying on you glad you know you know um we get a little he ran remarks that women are very confusing and he goes Men never made me feel like this. I'm just glad Min is safe at the tower. And you're just like, oh, no, buddy. She is not. If only you knew. If only you knew. Um, so we learn a little bit about the floral and fauna of the waste. And it's really interesting. It's very almost, oh, God, what's the desert in the West? Mojave? No. Like, yeah. is the mo yeah, it's very desert, yeah, very Mojave it's Desert. Awesome. Reminds me of like all the snakes and the poisonous lizards and all of that. Um, and Moraine is still kind of coming up to Rand going, Hey, what you planning? What you doing? And he goes, Hmm, weave wheels, I guess. And which, you know, I get it, but it's also like, But she's just trying to help, but mm-hmm. you know, stubborn, mule headed Rand. No, it's it's kind of insane just as an overview how mellow this chapter feels. Yeah, coming compared off of to the, the heels chaos of what we of... just had. Well, yeah, like coming off of like some mm-hmm. big events. Like literally, I have one sentence for this entire chapter recap, and it's just Rand featuring the police. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's a very mellow chapter. Very low stakes. I mean, you know. Uh, Elaine, Egwene finally gets to take her hair out of the braids, and she's very happy about that. Avienda is learning to channel. Matt's dicing with the peddlers and talking and just vibing. He kind of avoids Rand a lot. and mm. um, He's, like, processing his trauma from, you know, almost dying in, like, the most yeah. Matt way possible, which is, like, suppressed oh, yeah. to success. And, like, Rand, because he's so fucking obtuse... Rand is, like, the most unobservant person in the entire world. And he's like, oh, there's Matt, like, avoiding me. Like, bro, he was hanging from a tree, and he didn't stop to think, like, maybe he's got some demons that he needs to work through. never asked how he's doing. No, it's just about gambling with Matt and wanting to fuck Asandra. That's the only thing he's truly fussed about. Matt possibly want to get away from the waste that probably reminds him of he almost died. Like, man wonder what's going on with him like i guess it'll be a mystery forever we'll never know like matt's like hey we should get out of here isn't it is life is there's more to life women dice wine what the fuck are you talking about all right i'm gonna go process my trauma over there with asandra so bye all right huh what's going on with matt you know like no one asks how they're doing no one ever asks how their day is it's always rand you know marsha marsha true there is no like emotional connection with these boys it is it is the most frustrating like yeah male thing about this book that is the jan brady of the show of the books 
Oh, <laughs> 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 nice try, Jan. But no, the way the men process emotion is like when Perrin found out his family was killed and he's looking at Fael who's crying. He's like, well, why is she crying? It's like, buddy, something bad just happened. <laughs> like Perrin literally just compartmentalized it and went, huh, why are people sad? Like, I'll think about this for a paragraph <laughs> yeah. and then never again. Hmm. Family's dead. Gross. <laughs> anyway, so how are the white cloaks doing? You know, like know. Matt's like, I almost died. Please, someone talk. Like he, he'll constantly like go up to people like, so you ever think about death? Go away, Matt. Okay. Like he has no one to talk to. I feel bad for Matt. Like feel bad for all the men. Go to therapy. Yeah, or you know, throw Tom in the mix because I feel like at least yeah, Tom could. At, at least Tom is a, a decent good catalyst yeah. for a good conversation. Like mm-hmm. literally, you're with fucking stoic McStoicy Mandragoran, the fucking Jindo Aiel who don't like show any emotion, Avienda, and the wise ones, and Moraine and Egwene. So it's like Matt pretty much just has like. He goes to his mind palace of all the memories of the old generals. He just kind of like sits there and it's like, Matt hasn't spoken or moved in three hours and Matt's just reenacting the battle. He is Amon Alcar reenacting the Battle of Manethra. Just like, I'm at Disneyland. Disneyland! Like, anywhere but here, you know? Um, but we get uh, Kadir uh is keeps coming up to rand and he keeps going like hey you ever want information and it's like about just information man you willing to buy it what's the price you'll pay okay and he notices kylie just is like staring daggers and he's like come back later and it's just this like what do you want like nothing specific there's no like hey i have dirt you may want and it's just like I feel bad for Rain because, like, he's just trying to navigate, and Jason Natal comes over and it's like, "So you're the Dragon Reborn, the Kara Karn. How's you, how do you feel? Like you're gonna die? You're gonna go insane? You're gonna break the world? How do you feel?" And Rand just goes, "Tired." Yeah. How do you feel about that? Like he badgers him for two days about like, so how does it feel to eventually know that people could turn against you because you're slowly going insane, and that there are people around the world who want to use you for their own gain. Have you killed all the Forsaken yet? Do you know that they're still alive? Are they going to turn you? What if you get turned over to the dark? Have you thought about that? And eventually he gets bored of it because Rand's just like, buddy, like, I just ate some fucking, like, gruel, like some mashed up plants for breakfast. Like, leave me alone. And so Jason has been spending a lot of time with the Shido, which, you know, I guess a lot more Shido, more attention, no broody little emo boy but you know it is what it is um so uh matt is flirting with asandra and kylie comes up and goes want to buy her and matt's like what the fuck she's like a nice tarvel on mark and asandra's like excuse me i am she's <laughs> worth two at best so you're getting a steal yeah, of a deal legit, at one like, i'm at least worth Fifty <laughs> percent yeah. off one day you only. Don't want her? Oh, men never refuse my offers, and it's like, oh, Rand, Lord Dragon, you must know about scorning women, and it can either be dead or you could. She could like keep pursuing you. And you're like, what kind, of, what kind of women do you know, Kylie? Like, 
the fuck is it? Where is this coming from? Like, um, and then to make it better, Avienda comes over and goes, Elaine is the woman for you. It's like, it's like that meme of Dwight and then Angela appearing behind him from the office. And he's like, oh, fuck. That's literally <laughs> Avienda. Like, Mac, like, Rand could, like, just be walking around, see a female lizard and go, Elaine is the woman for you, Rand. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but thankfully, Rand gets some reprieve because the chapter ends with Ruark going, We are at Cold Rock's hold. And I just imagine Rand falling off his horse and just sprinting to Cold Rock's hold, like, Get me the fuck away from Avienda. <laughs> so. Let me daydream about <laughs> Avienda, Elaine, and yeah. Min in peace. So weird that she's like coming to my yeah. wet dreams now. Like, what's that <laughs> so about? We've had the conclusion to the Black Aja arc in the sense. And now we have Tanchico and we have the Aiel Waste and we have the Two Rivers. Um, Eric, how do you think the Aiel plotline is going to wrap up? Because we still have this lingering threat of Kool'Aden, but he's kind of been mm-hmm. absent a bit. So do you think right. we're going to see a resolving of, a, of the arc in this book? Um, man, so what I'm finding in this book and what I'm really liking is, again, we're breaking formula. We're not, the whole group isn't coming together. Yeah. I would like to see, and I think I am going to make this my my sitting on prediction. I think it's going to end in the IO Waste. I think, you know, they're going to be kind of stuck out there. I think Perrin's going to be out in, uh, you know, the two rivers and... I think this is going to lead into the next book a little bit, but one of the themes like with the IO waste has been, uh, it's been a journey, you know, they're, they're going a long ways for a little bit of knowledge and stuff. And I think, I think something's going to happen and Rand is not going to be able to be there for it. I think he's going to be stuck out in the waste a little bit while things are popping off kind of in the mainland of it. Um, no idea how that factors into the next book, how long it'll be, but I do think that's going to be a bit of a sticking point. Um, do you think he's? Gonna, I do think. Oh, sorry. Do you think he's going to oh, be able I, to meet with the clan chiefs in this book? Because that's been kind of they're going to go to Alcar mm-hmm. Dao. So, right. do you think he's going to be able to do that, or do you think that's going to be the hitch? I think it's going to end with that, but I think we're going to get another rug pull. It is either there's going to be some tragedy out there, like the clan chiefs are all slaughtered somehow some way or something or it is going to be very much just the start of that type of you know rapport and relationship and that'll be kind of the focus of the next book a bit okay like the trollocs attack or something because we've already mm-hmm. seen like Avienda said trollocs don't come here and then 20 seconds later a trollic attack we saw some we've got some suspicious people in this group a bit um especially just made pretty suspicious in this last chapter oh, with yeah. all the badgering and stuff so you know I, I I don't think this is a safe place at all. I, I I refuse I refuse to be comfortable anymore in this series. Good, good. Um, I think that's a good place to end this episode. This was this was so much fun. I really had fun. Yeah. Um, no, thank you for coming on and guesting yeah. with us, Delusions. No, seriously, thank you, Delusions. Yeah, no, this was great. You guys, you guys hit some of like, I mean, Shadow Rising is a lot of people's favorite book. Um, yeah. it's a close second for me but it's not my fave uh, next, mm-hmm. the next book is my favorite if that gives you any any kind of hope moving forward uh, that the series just keeps getting yeah. better mm-hmm. in my opinion 
Um, but yeah, these are some fun, yeah. fun chapters. Just complete subversion. Aram drawing the sword, but that has a oh, wolf yeah. pommel head on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Suwan getting deposed. Um, Rand brooding. <laughs> we can't uh, kind of standard. Uh, Elaine with a veil in her mouth three quarters of the time. Like, there's some good quality yes, no. shit in here. Um, I'm so excited to watch, uh, to listen to you guys as you guys, as you finish off the book, because you are in. Oh, God. I'm scared. Yeah. Aaron, <laughs> these you thought these chapters, chapters were a rock. Get fucking ready, man. That's the other thing that I'm, I'm excited about going forward in this book. And then after this book, because I can definitely make these predictions all day. And some of them might be, you know, come to fruition. Some may not. There's going to be a shit ton of stuff that I'm just like, I didn't see that coming. Oh, yeah. And those have been really the the enjoyable moments for me, not even getting predictions right or being totally off base. It's just the uh, the rug pulls and and how good they are, how well crafted where, you know, again, on a reread, knowing that that's going to come. It's like, oh, you can start putting the pieces leading up to that so much more clearly. Yeah. So. Oh, for sure. So, uh, Delusions, where can they find you and where can they find Feather and Mountain Pod? Uh, yes, so Feather and Mountain Podcast is on all major um, podcasting platforms. We're taking a little bit of a break right now. We just had some, like, real-life heavy shit kind of happen in our respective lives. And also, season one wrapped filming, so it's kind of a nice time to uh, wrap season one of the podcast. Yeah. So we've got uh, we've got six episodes I think online. There's another seventh episode that's on YouTube right yes. now, and I'll drop the audio. Um, can't recommend enough that you must go it and watch one of this the episode. Funniest, best uh, things I have ever seen. It is hilarious. <laughs> it's uh, it's fun to play pranks on like first time yeah. viewers. What can I say? Uh, we're spoiler free aside from like world building stuff. So we're safe for everyone to listen to uh, feather and mountain podcast at gmail.com. You can uh, email us there alternatively and the best way to access us is on discord. We have a little nook in the wheel reads discord server, just at the very bottom. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, uh, not Facebook because I refuse. Fuck you, Zuckerberg. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll be getting rolling again with, um, season two stuff i think in a couple weeks here we've got a few great episodes planned uh down the horizon including one um that will be co-hosted with dalen and master of the deck which should be super fun but i'm not going to give too much away about that um (laughs) but yeah uh catch up on our episodes now and then we'll be we'll be dropping some more hot content in the future and so we want to thank you, Delusions, again for coming out, and we all we want to thank y'all who hung out with the Discord, who with the live chat for with us. Uh, this has been really fun, very chaotic. Uh, if you love the sound of slamming books, we got you, we got you. But if you are listening to this, <laughs> this beautifully edited podcast, and you want to hear the chaos that is a live recording, come join us on our Discord server. Uh, we try to record every Friday or whenever we have whenever we can um you know where to find me and eric and follow our official accounts and when you do that that's when we'll be seeing you again all right thank you all once again for joining us and we will see you next time